0: Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential, and it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life, and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Before we dive headfirst into our show today, I want to first let you know about a revolutionary health transformation program I'm leading called the 40 Day Metabolic Transformation. This is a group style coaching program where I take 15 individuals and guide them through a proven process to experiencing a greater level of well-being and health than most people ever knew was possible before. As a professional nutritionist and leading health educator for over the last decade, I have discovered and put together the essential puzzle pieces that lead to a vibrant health, optimized nutrition, sustainable energy, and personal transformation. This one-of-a-kind program is designed to support virtually anyone in achieving their weight loss goals, increasing physical strength, reducing chronic inflammation, boosting immune function, overcoming addictive food cravings, upgrading digestive health and repairing a compromised microbiome, and aiding in a greater sense of mental clarity and cognitive focus. Our next 40-day metabolic transformation program starts on April 26, and I am accepting early enrollments right now. This program is open to the first 15 people who register, and they will receive an early bird discount on the program, which includes five live coaching calls with me, a private Facebook support group, and your 40-day supply of superfoods and natural supplements. If this opportunity calls out to you, please visit my website at www.ronnylandis.net and go to the work with me tab at the top of the page to review complete details and to register to reserve your spot today. Again, the website is www.ronnylandis.net. Now let's move forward with today's show. Okay, Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. I'm your host, Ronnie Landis, as always, and I'm joined by a special guest. Her name is Dr. Dana McGrady. She is a doctor of oriental medicine and a mama to three little ones. She specializes in nutrition, homeopathy, and electrical medicine. She has been helping people live their best and happiest life With optimal nutrition for 14 years, and she is madly in love with her life and loves helping people take that first step towards health. Dana, welcome to the show.
1: I'm so excited. This is going to be so fun.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm super stoked that you are here with us. And I'd like to just dive right in with you. You know, the first thing that I like to ask all my guests is a little bit about their background, you know, how did you get into the field of health? And what compelled you to start your holistic health uh, center?
1: Okay, so I come from a very medical family. So when they say you were born into it, I literally was born into it. Um, but I wasn't always going to school for this. I was always, you know, at first I, I wrestled with what I wanted to do. I started college super young. I started college at age 14, mainly for the reason that I wanted to surf every morning and I wanted to go to school less. So I, I you know, grew up in a small Florida beach town and I surfed every morning and I would go to school three days a week. Um, and I just had, I wanted a, an easier schedule than going to high school. So I tested out of high school. I went straight to college at age 14. And when it came to time, you know, time for me after I graduated with my AA degree, and I had to figure out what else I was going to do, I decided to do pre-law. And I did six months of pre-law. And I was like, this is is not for me. I do not want to argue for a living. You know, I'm a free bird. I'm a free spirit. I like to um, the holistic healing element of being a holistic doctor. Just really called to me. Um, mm-hmm. So I started going. You know, to an um, integrative medical school in Orlando, and it was definitely you know meant to be for me. So it's definitely kind of like calling, finding my calling so to speak. my father is a, um, a medical doctor. My mother's a doctor of oriental medicine. My brother's a doctor of oriental medicine. So I have a family of, my dad's a medical doctor that does holistic therapies primarily. So I just, it's in my blood. It just really is. So it's a calling. I love what I do. Um, and I really love the ability to be able to help someone prevent um, their body going into the path of a deeper you know, sickness or deeper inflammation or disease forming, I love that ability to turn it around, turn on the body's healing power, and get them back to health. It's just a really, really awesome calling.
0: Mm, I love that. And that, that's really the same impetus and inspiration that I had about 10 years ago to get into this field myself. And you mentioned being a doctor of oriental medicine, you know, I was I was educated deeply on Taoist tonic herbalism, and the teachings of the great, the great, um, you know, the great historical teachings of Ayurveda and Chinese medicine and shamanic medicine and things of that nature. So I'd love to maybe dive in just a little bit on the, you know, just help people understand the difference between Oriental medicine and maybe even, even some of the philosophy behind that and how that differs from Western medicine.
1: Oh, this is awesome. Good question. Okay, so in our country, people think that when they get sick, they have to go to the doctor and get a prescription drug, right? So not in Eastern medicine. That's not how it is. I do a lot of German medicine, a lot of homeopathy. So what I do primarily is I try to find the root cause. What's the root cause? You know, why is the body doing this? So when you heal, uh, figure out the root cause and put that back in a um, balance, the body will heal itself and it's like a domino effect, right? So if you find that one main thing going on, then 10 things get better and it just becomes this cool domino effect as their body increases the cellular turnover rate, the healing rate. So with traditional Chinese medicine, we're taught the five elements. And we're taught that all of the organs have their own emotion attached. Mm. And it's been proven true so many times. Um, For example, spleen and stomach go hand in hand, those two organs, and they're attached with overthinking, worry, and anxiety. So when patients come in with me with anxiety, and they just have a chronic anxiety disorder because of other issues, they almost always have gut issues, always. Um, so it's just so true. It's been proven true over thousands of years with Chinese medicine. So Western medicine, you know, been around a hundred years, maybe more, maybe a little tiny bit more. But Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine, and even German uh, medicine with homeopathy, has been around thousands of years. So it's been it's been um, proven time and time again. And, and yes, maybe we're not the best for emergency medicine. I understand that, but for everyday health and a long life and a happy life, I believe that holistic therapies are definitely the way to go. And the sad thing is when patients come to me as a last resort. Uh, So a lot of patients will do everything else, else, you know, they'll go to 16 different doctors before they come to me and that's when they finally get better. Um, Because they're just trying to put a bandaid over it, you know, and so with Western medicine, it's chemicals as the answer chemical toxicities, but in holistic therapies, Eastern medicine, and, um, you know, alternative Ayurvedic, it's finding the root cause, letting the body be the healing machine, and trusting the body's ability to heal itself when given the right nutrition, right, and given the right way and cleaning out the bad and supporting the good.
0: I love that. It's a brilliant philosophy and it's time tested. You know, one of the things that I I early on got really deep into and I'm still extremely passionate about is living food nutrition. And one of the basic philosophies is that when we were born or when we incarnated on this planet originally as human beings, we didn't have a toaster or a a microwave oven or um, any kind of like excessive heat treating or processing machine attached to us when we were babies. We were born into this earth, and we had to wildcraft and forage and and seek out food in its most natural and authentic state. Right, and it's kind of a similar philosophy when we look at the industrial world that we live in. You know, one of the things that just came up when you're talking about the the Western medical model is that it's like an industrial medical model. Really, it's like it was born at like in the advent of the industrial age. And with that, with the with the progression, I say in quotation marks, with the progression of medicine and health care, or if you really want to call it that, um, as we know it in the medical field, um, you know, it, it kind of what ended up happening is that we went so far into technology that we forgot about what's innate, what's intrinsic, what is authentic, and ultimately what just makes sense, which the, the Taoist and Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, and all the great historical um, teachings of optimizing the human experience through the body really, really gave us over thousands of years. And, and one of the things I want to get your, get your take on is intuitive understanding, right? Like we can learn a lot through reading books and through science, like science has gotten us very far, but if we go too deep into science, we become kind of into scientism which is its own kind of almost religion, and we lose the innate understanding of, you know, just tapping into our intuition, right? Like our intuition, my, my belief is that the soul is what heals us, and when we can tap into our soul calling, whether that's what we're here to do on the planet or just tapping into whatever is ailing us through like what you mentioned, the emotional intelligence tapping in, like if I have a digestive issue, maybe it's more than just, the structural aspect of my body. And maybe it's actually that if I have constipation, for example, maybe I'm just hoarding a lot of negative thoughts and concerns and worries and anxiety. And maybe that's the root cause of the, the constipation or the stomach bloating or something. And If I deal with the emotions and I get into my intuition and I do what feels good, then that might be the best way of healing myself.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm. I what I love most is in, when you go to a Western doctor and they you tell them you have depression and you have, tell them you have anxiety. They send you to a different doctor, right? They send you to a specialist, not in Eastern medicine. We believe the emotions are a hundred percent connected. They are connected, and so I always, always balance emotions, no matter what protocol I put a patient on. Always. And, you know, we have this really amazing um, cleanse where we'll put patients on a clean eating diet, lots of superfood nutrition, and they'll go through an emotional detox, right? So if they're having a whole day of crying, and we know that 72% more toxins are in sad tears than in happy tears. So you're literally releasing toxins when you're crying sad tears. I mean, it's good. Let it out. You know, go through those emotional layers and get rid of them because they're holding you back from your best health.
0: Now that is such a brilliant perspective. I think that the metaphysics and the emotions and our thoughts and how we hold ourselves as human beings just energetically play such a profound role, maybe more profound than most of us in the Western world have ever really ever considered for obvious reasons and I love what you're speaking to one of the things that just popped in my mind that I have to I have to bring up is the psychology of detoxification in my work I talk a lot about cleansing detoxing cleaning house before you start building building a new frame and a new structure you got to clean house right you got to clean out the residual toxins and metabolites and all that kind of thing but there's also a psychology that like a mindset and attitude That goes along with it because, like you're saying, when you purge the physical obstructions, emotional obstructions will come out. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think it's purely a physical phenomenon, but they wonder why, like, what's going on? I'm having this life crisis. Like, if you have a healing crisis or a Herzheimer syndrome, in some you know, in some uh, cases, that's also going to be an emotional cleanse. And you got to have the right attitude to to go through that, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a Zen state, a let it go, a trust the process. I loved how you were talking about intuition earlier. Um, we are powerful as energetic beings. Like we have the most amazing instincts and intuition. They call, I like them saying, you know, they say mom intuition is stronger than anything else. If a mom wanted to know what was going on, they'd get you better than the FBI. And it's true because of our intuition, but the fact is every human being has it. Um, it's just listening to it. Right. Do we stop and let it be and listen to it? And oftentimes we don't, you know, we, we say, Oh, it doesn't make sense. So therefore our brain kicks in and it goes over that intuition. And we end up later going, "Ah, oh, man, I should have listened. Right. So So the same thing with detoxing. So when you're detoxing, you have to let go of your um, innate, you know, you're going to want to control things, right? You cannot control detox. Your body has to let it out for you to feel better. And so I feel like, you know, 80% of my time as a holistic doctor has been coaching people through their detox and helping them to feel safe. And helping them to feel like this is okay. This is your body's health journey. This is what needs to happen because I, you know, I I see the sickest of the sickest people. You know, I, I get patients that are are very sick in their journey. So therefore, it, getting their mind straight to the process where it's okay, let it happen. It needs to come out. You know, that's not scary. Um, you know, that kind of thing is very very important in their journey. And uh, and I've seen patients give up you know, and stay sick, because they can't control their mind.
0: Right. You know, this is so fantastic. I was I was having a conversation a while ago in a previous podcast with my colleague, Wade Lightheart. And we were talking about this, this idea of adopting the attitude of a winner. And I brought up this point, you know, in my work, um, I used to work in in a hospital, actually in the emergency room, and I was doing HIV testing. This was over 10 years ago. And I saw that's really what woke me up to the reality, like the dungeon, the dungeons of the emergency room and what really goes on behind the scenes and and the lack of emotional care that goes on. And, you know, one of the things I was talking to him about is like, I've seen a phenomenon with people that have literally the same, the same issue, the same, the same cancer, even in cases, someone has a stage three or stage four breast cancer, literally the same thing. And they're lined up on the gurney next to each other or in a different room next to each other. And I've seen one person completely recover and the other person not recover. And I wanted to actually understand what exactly was was that about. And I realized that more cases than not, and we definitely have statistics on this, where somebody that has familial support, they have family, they have friends that come and visit them, and they ultimately have something to live for and they have a positive attitude, those people, not in all cases, obviously, but those people tend to be the ones that make a recovery versus the person that doesn't have support. They don't have emotional support. And ultimately, ultimately, I think what it comes down to is they don't have a reason for living. And I want to just kind of uh, put that out there and any thoughts you have on that, because I've just seen time and time again, that the attitude of a winner, meaning like, I have something to live for. Like my, my dance around the sun is not done. I got more work to do and I'm going to, I'm going to move through this and get over this.
1: I mean, I came out of college and went, got thrown right into seeing cancer patients, advanced cancer patients right off the bat. And I can honestly tell you, I have seen everything Mm. under the sun. Um, I remember, you know, newly in my practice, young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and wanting to save the world. And a woman comes in and she's literally, it looks like she's holding a baby Mm. and she had a blanket around it. And it was, she was holding a tumor that was coming out of her breast, a bloody tumor that was literally as big as a baby. And this, you know, I've seen it all. And I've seen people come from fourth stage to nothing, complete remission when they have the right attitude, when they're willing to eat clean, eat vegan, cut out inflammatory foods, when they have love, when they're willing to do yoga every day, and when they're willing to get out of their stressful state. Some people are addicted to their stressful state, by the way. So when they're willing to cut back, you know, on life and realize exactly how simple we can live. We don't need so much hustle bustle. We don't need so much that we have live a minimalist lifestyle, have very little stress, eat very clean, have the right nutrition and miracles can happen. And I've seen it firsthand and I see it in the blood work. Um, and so you are right on, you know, when people have a will, And when they're willing to change certain things, right? So it's all about patient compliance. I've had stubborn patients come in that think they know it all and that will not listen to anything. And those are usually the ones that don't get better because they already know it all, right? So you have to, they have to be in a way, you know, I'm also a network marketing leader. So we say you have to be coachable, so I'm doing the same thing with my patients. I'm coaching them along um, to be coachable, to be compliant, to literally listen to every single thing. And, and you know, and I see, I have seen the body turn it around so many times that I know that anything is possible, 100%.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I can't get away from this part of the conversation without bringing up, this point now, and I'm, I'm curious if this term resonates with you. But I, you know, I read a, a great book by Leonard Orr many, many years ago, which was called Subtle Death Habits. Or no, the, the actual book was called, uh, it was something a lot, it it's like one of those fringe health books, you know what I mean? Like one of those books, it was just like in the catacombs of the, the health world that you just kind of pick up along the way. It was something like Immortality or Living Forever or something. But in that book, he talked about the subtle death habits that are pervasive. And, um, through my work with people like Dr. Gabriel Cousins and things of that nature, I really started to pierce into this and notice like, you know, this phenomenon, you see it like in, in business, like in network marketing or something like where, or coaching, whatever the, the medium is, you see this thing where the thing that would literally save somebody is the thing that that person has the most resistance to. Like the, you're, you're literally, they're praying for a miracle. And the miracle comes and they vigilantly, they vigilantly like push it away and people resist their own healing. And I was always like, what, the, what is that about? And I realized like, there's a lot of people that are in so much pain that they actually want to check out. And they're subconsciously doing everything they can to check out until that final hour.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. They can decide if they want to get better or not. I've seen it before and I've seen patients, you know, their family drags them in. They don't, you know, they're, they like where they're at. It's okay. You can't help everyone. I, I learned that on, you know, early on, you literally cannot save everyone. You want to, you try to, you know, you do everything you can, but some people you really have to just realize that this is their journey and they're deciding their, you know, their future. And, and we don't know their background. We don't know what they've been through. You've got, you really never do know. So I just, um, I trust that if they're meant to be, you know, if I'm meant to be a part of their healing journey, I'm going to be open to it with an open heart and give them every single ounce of healing energy that I can. And then they've got to do the work. You know what I mean? And, and I totally agree with you. That some do not want to do the work, you know, some don't. They're, it's, and some of it's a belief level, right? Do they believe they can get better? If they've already given up, then there's nothing we can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliantly put. I'm, I'm curious, like, what are some of the most common challenges you find with people that show up on your doorstep? Like, what are the common things that, that seem to pop up?
1: Okay, so I'm getting tons and tons of Lyme disease.
0: Mm. Tons.
1: Like, um, and this is undiagnosed, misdiagnosed. Have been to a million different doctors, and doctors aren't—they're now and nowadays opening their mind to the fact that there's so much hidden Lyme in our country because it is the number one misdiagnosed um, of all diseases. So it—it it really is. It's a chronic fatigue. They don't realize it's a chronic bacterial infection, Lyme disease. When I find someone, and I'm the first one that's told them that they have it, and I give them the main symptoms, the brain fog, the muscle aches and pains, um, the chronic fatigue can barely lift your head, you know, all of the different symptoms of Lyme. And it is like literally light bulb, light bulb, light bulb going off because it's all of these things they knew they had and everyone's telling them it's just in their head. Um, So Lyme disease with all the different co-infections that go along with it, I see that a lot. Um, I'm getting a lot of more and more emotional issues, anxiety, depression, um, you know, people are in a technology fast paced world and it gets to them over time. The next thing is the amount of people that are really being poisoned by our food source in this country, right? So the amount of leaky gut syndrome and the amount of uh, digestive disorders has kind of gotten really crazy over the last five years to the point where it's. Um, almost every single patient, I have to give them something for the gut. And let me think what else I mean, I, I've always specialized in cancer, I've always specialized in vaccine injured children, um, kids on the spectrum. I, I see a lot of that I always have um, in a lot of cancer patients. But the Lyme disease, the anxiety, and the digestive has really gotten crazy over the last five years. Um, and i 've always been good at helping mamas get pregnant, so a lot of hormone balancing
0: okay well wow, there's
1: fertility right
0: absolutely I mean there's so many talking points on so many of those subjects, and each one of those synchronistically is near and dear to my heart as well. so I mean we could do an entire conversation on any one of those things easily um and I kind of almost want to kind of pause for a second to to pick the the pivot point on that, but you know so people are showing up with these various forms of challenges, these various manifested, um, you know, symptoms and conditions that are all very unique in nature, right? When we talk about Lyme, we talk about vaccine injured, injured children or even adults. And, you know, one of, the, one of the statistics that I thought was really, really alarming came from the movie Vax. And, you know, and they've, they've, the statistician from MIT Basically said that we're projecting by 2032, one in two. I believe that's the 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 statistic. One in two children are going to be on the autism the autistic spectrum, and 80 percent of them are going to be boys because there's a fundamental difference in the neurology of a boy and a girl, and male brains seem to be more susceptible to. The aluminum toxicity, the demyelination, the glyphosate that actually carts the aluminum into beyond the blood-brain barrier, et cetera, et cetera. So, I want to just take a moment to maybe just talk about your experience with vaccinations, your opinion on it, and um, because I definitely—that's like the biggest epidemic of our time right now, I believe—and I want to give a voice to that if we can.
1: I, I love that you're doing that, Ronnie. I really love that you're doing that. It's so crazy how scared we get. Don't we get scared about speaking up? Because we really are bullied um, for speaking up for the, the truth and for what's right. Neurotoxins are not meant to be in our infants' brains. They're not. They're not meant to be injected into our infants' brains. And nowadays, with the the rising rate of gene mutation MTHFR, there are so many kids that are not methylating out these toxins. Plus the fact that, you know, 1982, there were 10 to 15 main vaccines. Now they're upwards of 76 and they're putting, you know, three to four vaccines in, in one shot. Um, and then giving a child three to four of those shots at a time. So they're getting 12 shots. It's just crazy um it's just crazy town like to me it doesn't make sense and it's just a gigantic science experiment with our babies and with the next generation so we we're, we're trading a generation of you know maybe a lot of you know physical um ailments like polio and all of that stuff but we're trading it for a generation of um degenerative disease autoimmune higher rates rates of cancer and dumbing down our next generation because it's dumbing down their brain. Um, They won't be able to think they won't have such a high IQ. So and they'll have more emotional issues. So with vaccine injured children, I'm getting kids that come in, you know, I've seen it all. So this is a a sensitive subject to me because I see um, patients that come in that are literally 12 years old and a total zombie. Wow. And they stopped talking, you know, the night that they got their DTAP vaccine. Um, or they started having seizures and then after that they never were the same and they can't and they're staring into the ceiling like, you know, like a total uh zombie and they know they're vaccine injured and the doctor knew it and and all was good, right? So it's just crazy to me that they're stealing these children's lives. Um It's just to me like a big, gigantic murder, you know, by these uh, vaccine companies. So there's nothing that I can do except for educate, you know, because my hands are tied, your hands are tied, but we do have our voices and we can educate our patients. Um, And I tell you what, my patients that come in and their child has been injured in some way or another, they'll never trust another doctor again. It really takes away their trust. And they won't trust, you know, the pediatrician that said this, they were safe, you know, because they haven't been tested on children. They don't know they're safe yet. They are okay with giving them that high of a schedule. The other thing is we're not cookie cutter. So every person is different yet. We have the same vaccine schedule that we're, you know, into fear. They use fear factor to make every mom do the same schedule for every child instead of delaying and waiting till they're older, you know, like. Something like that and doing only the main ones and waiting till they're older. Something like that could be very beneficial if the parent wants to vaccinate. So I'm really um, a fan of mom's ability to choose mom and dad. I think the parents need to do their research. The truth About, about vaccines documentary is amazing. It gives both sides really well. Um, and I just, I'm a fan of finding a doctor that lets you be the the decision maker mm-hmm. that doesn't use your, that lets you choose what's best for your child. Cause ultimately they're your child. Yes. If they get injured, you're going to have to take care of them. So it really is. Um, you know, it's one of those things that really does make us emotional. Cause I know you see a lot of it too, Ronnie.
0: Absolutely. I see it all over the place. And, You know, it's what's fascinating about that, and you mentioned the fear factor because that is the primary modus operandi that is being used to drive in these propaganda campaigns, to drive in this false information. Because when somebody is in a state of fear, their sympathetic nervous system is on overload, their rationality completely checks out, and they go into their primitive, reactive, and people literally get violent. They get violently opposed to anything that that I guess opposes or contradicts that particular that particular um, opinion that's actually driving the fear. It's, it's this whole psychological, emotional entanglement, and there's no common sense. But once somebody is able to actually just look at the information, look at the research, they say, oh, there's no science that, that refutes vaccines. Like, well, I can pull up 300 articles by doctors all over the world that are, that are advocating against it and showing you the evidence full blown, full, you know, um, right in front of you. So that's just, uh, so anyways, I wanted to just piggyback on the fear factor because I'm actually working on a book called the pathology of fear. And it is like a pathology. It's like a viral infection um, in people's minds. And it's a psychic infection. It's just something we got to know. We got to know that there is fear that is being driven in our society to get us to do things that are not in our best interest. And we we just got to come to consciousness about it.
1: And it comes, uh, it also comes into play with trusting your instincts, right? So you trust your instincts, you're never going to go wrong. And honestly, our instincts tell us when something's too much for us. So and a mom that vaccinates her child and the child's leg blows up and the child starts getting signs of eczema, which is a vaccine injury, eczema, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the mom knows, oh, this is too much for my child. So I'm going to slow down the schedule and stop it for a little while. That's the mom's right. The doctor usually doesn't let the mom decide that, right? The doctor usually uses a fear form. Well, then you're not going to be able to be a patient, My dad's favorite saying was always fire that doctor. If that doctor doesn't let you do what you know is best for your child, fire that doctor. There's another one on every corner. Um, So that's not the reason you should be making decisions based on your, you know, for your child's health based on that diet doctor's going to fire me. That's not a big deal. Don't give that doctor your money if they're not going to trust your voice. Right? So I'm a big believer in, um, we have to let the patient, you know, be a big, huge component of their journey, right? They have to decide and parents, you know, parents have the best instinct for their babies. They know what their babies need the most and it's okay. You know, it's all right. Everyone's going to be fine. You know, um, as far as fear goes, you have to be able to stand up for what you know is right
0: Mm. and it's
1: okay. The truth is good enough.
0: Yeah. And and we got to stand up for the truth and, and, I I believe, you know, you mentioned one thing, I'll just kind of conclude my thought on this is you mentioned about getting bullied. And when we stand up for our truth, it can be very scary, but there is a cosmic, there's a cosmic kind of thing. I always look at like cosmic consciousness. There is kind of like something built into the nature of reality where if we stand up for the truth and we follow the truth and we advocate for the truth, the truth will protect us. So any fear that you have about speaking the truth and living by the truth, just know that you can let that go because there is something built into the nature of reality. When you act from a courageous heart, you think logically and you follow it through, you will be protected by the truth.
1: I agree. I agree. I love it. And I also believe if that's something you really believe in, it's okay.
0: Right. And
1: you're... You're going to be a healthier person because of it a
0: healthier emotional, um, being as well. Yeah. Beautifully put. I'm glad we got a moment to, to go down that rabbit hole. And, uh, with the time we have left, I'd like to, um, I'd like to touch on electronic medicine because I noticed that's one of the things that you also focus on, and that's something that I'm really, I'm really, uh, you know, I really love. And I'd love to just hear what you, you've been doing in this field and to help people Um, so they can understand this concept.
1: So I specialize in electrodermal screening. So it's a type of testing that comes from Germany. Um, they use it in hospitals in Germany and it's based on acupuncture meridians. So based on the acupuncture meridians and it basically what it does is it checks, um, you can test the patient for everything under the sun. It's all energetic, but it's a type of kinesiology but used in a machine, you know, with a software and the software is very specific on what it's checking you for. Um, it's so crazy accurate. It's not even funny. Like I can't even believe the things I found out on people that they didn't tell me and I just found them out. So that happens every single day with patients. Um, and what I love about it is it allows you to find something early and turn it around. So if we're waiting on things to show up in the blood work or if we're waiting on things to show up in, you know, on an MRI, um, you know, how many times have doctors said, oh, you have a tumor there, but it's super small. So we're going to wait for it to grow a little bit. We'll give it six months and then we'll take it out because we can't do anything right now. It's too small. And I'm like, in six months, I could have that tumor gone using nutrition and get the body to kick it out. You know, that's... You know, so it's just crazy to me. Um, don't wait for it to show up in the blood work. Do something early with a naturopathic doctor, a doctor that does kinesiology, a doctor that does energetic testing. You can turn things around before they show up in the blood work. Usually by the time it shows up in any kind of diagnostic test by the medical doctor, it's a lot of times too late. Or, you know, you could have, you're wasted all that time. You could have on turning it around and preventing Um, in autoimmune or preventing any kind of, you know, something that's already pretty set in and already pretty chronic. So I love the ability to prevent. Um, With this type of screening, I can find out nutritional deficiencies. So I can tell if someone's vitamin deficient, if they're enzyme deficient, if they're not getting enough of any type of, you know, nutrition that's needed. Uh, I know that the cells need a certain amount of vitamins, minerals, enzymes every single day in order to be the healthiest and to thrive and to keep cleaning out bad and to keep renewing each, you know, the body every single day. So if they're not getting that nutrition, nutritional deficiency is the number one cause of disease and inflammation. Um, you know that. So, so that's the first thing I focus on. Then I focus on emotions. I always check, you know, are they okay in dopamine, serotonin, GABA? I check all the neurotransmitters. I check, allergies, right? So the next thing I check is food sensitivities. Are they sensitive to dairy? Are they sensitive to gluten? Are they eating too much sugar, right? So um, and then I go into all the chronic bacteria, viruses, parasites, fungus. So I go into candida a lot. And I check, you know, I check for Lyme. And I check for lately, I've been finding a lot of clostridium in the gut. And so these types of things are infections that people have, Um, but they don't necessarily have to show up in the blood work and you can clean them out homeopathically and with, you know, raw organic superfoods easily. Um, and it never has to ever be something you would ever have to take a medication for, you know? So that's what I love is fix it first, you know, fix it before it gets bad.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. We're obviously on the same page in the same book on the same paragraph. I love it. <laughs> um you know, with the time we have left, this has been absolutely amazing, by the way. I love the different directions we've gone. It's been so good. And um as the last uh focus point, I'd love to um focus on your book, The Soulful Preneur, right? And yeah, magnetic the ma- Excuse me, yeah, the magnetic soul preneur. And I'd love to just kind of get an idea of what that's all about and Why did you, as a doctor, why did you want to write this book? And you know, give us a little little download on that.
1: Okay, so um, with Magnetic Soulpreneur, the main reason that I wrote, you know, I've had a plan to write a book. I I can't wait to read your book on fear. By the way, I know it's going to be a a bestseller. I'm just manifesting that right now. Um, But I just believe that. When you talk to one person, you know, you talk to 50 different people in a month, when you could just put it on paper and you could just say, get my book. First of all, it's a timer. The second thing is I've had plans to write a book. I wanted a a book on children's nutrition. I still wanted that um, soon, you know, and then I, I wanted, I'm a network marketing nutrition company. And so I have found that there are a lot of people, whether they're in the holistic field or whether they're business owners, they're still struggling financially. Yeah. Still. So they're not taking back their financial power. Um, and that's something that gives us anxiety and stress. You know, too many bills, not enough time in the day to spend with the people we love the most. So that's why I fell in love with the network marketing profession. And that's what this book is about. It's about building a tribe of people that are on the same mission with you, that have the same vision, that have the same heart-centered leadership skills, and that really want to make a big difference in the world. Um, So that's what this book is about, but with a holistic um, spin on it, right? So how do you you bring into your life and into your world – you know, what you attract is going to be what you're putting out. And so do you want to attract, you know, people full of drama and negativity and unhappiness? Or do you want to attract people that are going to just be world changers? You know, so it's all about law of attraction, how to take good care of yourself on the inside every single day and how to attract other people that are mission driven like you Mm -hmm. and really how to build a team of people that really want to make a massive difference. Um, that will give you financial freedom so that you can just be with the people you love the most. Um, so that's you know, the mission I'm on every single day. And I, I had to write a book to help other people that feel like they want the same thing, that they would like financial freedom and they would like to make a gigantic difference in the world.
0: Oh, beautiful. I absolutely love it. Um, you know, just, I just think this has just been such an incredible conversation. I'm just elated, excited And really honored that you made the time to share all your wisdom, your knowledge with us and your passion for helping people, not just in their health revival or their health optimization, but helping them in the business model and helping them, you know, find freedom for themselves. Because I'm also on that same, that same trajectory. I've been doing the same thing and it's incredibly rewarding to help people in every area of their life, find financial freedom health, and vitality, freedom, mental, emotional, and spiritual freedom. Because at the end of the day, I believe that we all need to get into alignment with why we were born in the first place. Why were we incarnated on this planet? Why were we put here? And if we're spending our time doing things that contradict that or don't allow us to really come into into, uh, attunement with that, then that breeds disharmonious uh, effects in the body. That's my belief. But my my feeling is that health is a vibration. And when we're doing what we love and we find a way to only do what we love, then health and vitality is a natural byproduct.
1: I love it. I want every single person that's watching this live to please go and subscribe to Ronnie's podcast. Um, It is awesome. It's going to be my new favorite podcast because he's doing good things in the earth. You know, we need more people like Ronnie. So thank you, Ronnie, for inviting me. I'm super, super honored that you asked me to be
0: on. Thank you so much. And where can everybody find more about your information and get a copy of your book?
1: They can go to magnetic soulpreneur.com. And I chose to use the word soulpreneur because I want people to operate their business with heart and soul. And just like you said, at a higher vibration doing what they love, you know, living in alignment with their purpose. Um, and once you find your purpose, you have to act on it. So, and so that's going to give you the best health and vitality is if you act on what you know your purpose is. So right. magneticsoulpreneur.com. Thank you so much, Ronnie. You're so sweet.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure.